the thief comes not except to steal, kill, and destroy. I have come that you might have and enjoy life, life in abundance until it overflows. Discover how to live the abundant life in Christ through the ministry of Pastor Oseyao Afwakwa. Pastor Afwakwa is the founder and general overseer of Embassy of Life Chapel, a thriving ministry headquartered in Kumasi with a network of churches in Kumasi and Accra, Ghana. God has commissioned him to train believers through the teaching of the good news of the kingdom to know God better, live life better, and impact the world better. Get set for an empowerment that will enable you to live a life of all-round victory, success, and limitless prosperity. God bless you as you listen. Amen. Come with me to 2 Corinthians chapter 9, verse 8. 2 Corinthians chapter 9, verse 8. This is what the Bible says. God is able to make all grace abound toward you. Let's read it together. One go. Now personalize it. One go. God is able to make all grace abound toward you. That me, always having all sufficiency in all things, may have abundance. Somebody say, I have, I have abundance unto every good work. I lack nothing. I have abundance unto every good work. I have abundance of spiritual gifts. I have abundance of power. I have abundance of grace. I have abundance of wealth. I have abundance of favor. Because God's grace has been released unto me. Shout an amen if you believe it. Nobody gets anything other than he's able to declare with his mouth. It's a law of the spirit. It's a law of the spirit. There's nothing God will bring to your hand which your mouth must first not declare. It. That's why the law of confession is one of the most important laws in scripture. The Bible said this book of a law must not depart from your mouth. It should not. It should not. If a person is going to die, he starts by speaking it. A person is going to be poor, he starts by speaking it. A person is going to be sick, he starts by speaking it. The Bible said death and life are in the power of a tongue and those who love it shall eat the food thereof. So when you are in a spiritual atmosphere and you are called to declare something, don't lose focus. Praise the Lord. You know what the Bible says? There's faith coming by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Most of the time, people read it as hearing the word of God. People get depressed because they don't talk faith into their system. When you speak words of faith and you hear it yourself, there is no way fear and anxiety can dwell in your system. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. I am healthy. I am blessed. I am highly favored. When those declarations have been so much made into your system, and your system becomes naturally conscious of it, there's no way sickness and disease can dwell in your body. Somebody say, I have grace. Say, I have grace. The Bible says God is able. Somebody say, God is able. Now, it's important that we appreciate that the things God is able to do, we position ourselves to receive. God is able to make it available. Say, God is able to make it available. My question is, are you able to receive? Because most of the time, it's not the challenge of its availability. 
is the reception. 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 One of my sons came to the office today. And for the time he was with me in the office, of one testimony after another testimony, one testimony after another testimony, of diverse encounters. One testimony after another testimony. I mean, Wednesdays, I won't meet anybody for anything. But I just decided, let's meet and let me hear you. And one testimony after another testimony. Because he knows how to receive. He knows how to receive. I mean, while he was speaking, I was, I was just asking, Lord, but these things, same things we share with everybody. What is unique about this guy? The Holy Spirit told me, he knows how to receive. He knows how to receive. If you don't learn to receive, you'll be frustrated in life. You have to learn to receive. Grace is a gift, so you must learn to receive it from God and from those who carry it. I've heard lately some people are talking about the fact that you can receive grace from another person. <laughs> I don't know where that, that doctrine is coming from. Yeah. God puts grace on people and those people can impart grace to others. Paul said, I long to see that I may impart unto you some spiritual gift. And that's, it. that's the same word for grace. Am I complicating here? Yeah. There are some teachings where sometimes people stretch it. People lose sight of their blessings. God will never reach another human being without another human being. God always reaches us through human beings. And if you don't learn to receive those human beings, God cannot reach us. There is no way God will come and reach you through another. When Jesus was coming to save us, he had to become a man of necessity because that is a system God put in place from the beginning. There are many things you hear, but you must learn to filter it through what you hear from your shepherd. Are you hearing me? Yeah. From Genesis to Revelation, every time God had an assignment to carry, he carried it through a man. He carried it through a man. The Bible said Jesus came to his own, his own they could not receive him. They could not receive. That was their challenge. Everything they needed was in him, but they could not receive him. And to them that receive him, he gave them power. Your ability to receive will always determine what power you carry home. Praise the Lord. Yeah. I'll be teaching you some things this year. You, you need to know how to receive. Know how to receive from your pastors. Know how to receive from one another. Know how to receive from one another. Know how to receive. Every believer is a supernatural being. Are you with me now? Every believer. We are going to be having meetings here where I will not lay my hands. I will just ask one of you to lay your hands on somebody and you see the manifestation that will take place here. I'm not in a rush to do anything. I need to get you rooted in revelation and understanding. Then we can fly. Every believer, every believer, the Bible said these signs shall follow them that believe, not pastors. These signs shall follow them that believe in my name. Somebody say, I'm not powerless. I'm not powerless. I am powerful. powerful. One of our greatest challenges is that we are always looking for external things. There's a lot of power in me. Somebody say, I carry power in me. So learn how to receive. If you go very, very far, how you receive. Elijah had a lot of sons around him, sons of prophets around him. There was one who was unique. And his name was Elijah. He knew how to receive. Everywhere the man would say, I'm following. Stay. Say, I'm not staying. I'm following. There's something you carry. I need to get to where I need to go to. So it's, it's you see, every revelation has its point. You don't overstretch. You cannot establish one truth and, as it were, nullify another truth. 
The Bible said, here a little, there a little, precept upon line, line upon line. Are you with me here? Paul was speaking to the Philippian church. He said, you are all partakers of my grace. Paul said, they are partakers of my grace. The grace that Paul had received in Christ, the Philippians, by reason of their relationship, they became partakers of that new grace. Somebody say, grace can be imparted. Don't allow anybody to. Grace can be imparted. Grace can be imparted. You can be imparted with grace to do what you could naturally not do. Yeah. You can be imparted with grace. Those who the Spirit of God has come upon have had a certain walk with God. They can lay their hands on you and something supernatural can be transferred to you. Paul said that neglect not the gift. And he's talking about grace. That gift there is in the Greek, it's the same thing, charisma. He said, neglect not the gift which was given thee, but the laying of our hands on the presbytery. Neglect it. Neglect not the gift. This year is a word here. You see, our church went through a rebirth. And this year, a new mandate was given us last year. This year, God is giving us our message as a church. The message we are carrying across this year. I don't know how long this team will be there. But I hope nobody is in a rush to run away from this team because it's going to be there for some time. Yeah. I know it in my spirit that this will not be, it's not just 2022 something. You have to learn to receive. Your placement in life will always be determined the kind of people you receive. The kind of people. The kind of people. Well, let's move on tonight. We want to do what happens when the grace of God abounds to you. What happens when the grace of God abounds to you? When the grace of God abounds to you. When the grace of God abounds to you. There is a certain law in scripture. They call it the law of reciprocity. Somebody say the law of reciprocity. Yeah, the law of reciprocity. The law of reciprocity. And it talks about the fact that whatsoever a man sows, the same he shall what? Read. Okay, so... God is able, let's go back to our text. God is able to make all grace. Somebody say, God is able to make all grace. Abound toward me. That me, always, having all sufficiency, in all things, may abound unto every good work. Alright, so we see the fact that God is able to make grace abound. And then that grace will make you abound in every good work. But, to abound in every good work, therefore, you need to position yourself to receive that grace. Because it is a grace that makes you abound in every good work. Is that right? Is that the reference from there? Now, so how do we position ourselves to receive? We are looking at assessing abundant grace for an unending change of levels. How do I assess abundant grace for unending change of level? How do I? Number one, we said believe and receive grace by faith. Somebody say believe and receive. Say believe and receive. Say, believe and receive. Yeah, I believe in grace. I believe in grace. I believe in grace more than I believe in degrees. I believe in grace. I believe in grace. I believe in grace. When the grace of God really hits a man's life, it terminates disgrace from his life. There are people who have degrees more than thermometer and they are still not doing well in life. And there are people who don't even have any of such and they are employing such people. The difference is the grace of God. Praise the Lord. The grace of God. That is why grace is what is it's a great leveler. 
It puts everybody on the same platform. It's a gift. So every nobody has to. The lecturer does not have any great access. He doesn't have access to greater grace than the student. If they will do what is required to do, all of them can operate in the same grace. Believe. Somebody say believe. For by grace you are saved through faith and that not of yourself. It is a gift of God, not of works. Lest any man should boast by whom we have access into this grace by faith where we stand. Number two, we say call for it in prayer. Somebody say call for it in prayer. Say call for it in prayer. Number three, we said be clothed with humility. If you want to experience grace, walk in humility. First Peter 5.5. 5. First Peter 5.5. 5. First Peter 5.5. 5. He said, likewise, ye younger, submit yourselves unto the elder. Yea, all of you. Let's read it together. One go. Likewise, ye younger, submit yourselves to. Be subject one to another and be clothed with humility. Now, that word is very important. Be clothed with humility uh, gives you an idea that is not something that you wake up with. When you wake up, you are naturally, you have a natural tendency to be proud. You wake up. And you can look at yourself and say, ah, last night the food I ate has really made me sleep well and I'm up today. You have a natural tendency. So it's something that you have to wear it every day. Praise God. It helps you to see that humility is not something that is a permanent feature on you. You can be humble today in a Corolla. When you enter a Mercedes, your, your pride will show off. So the, the humility with which you drive your Corolla when you enter a Mercedes, you have to wear a new garment of humility. Because the levels are not the same. Are you with me here? Very important. There are people, they look very, very humble because they don't have the money that will review what is in them. Yeah, There's a certain amount of money when it enters your hand, your language even changes. Yeah. Yeah. As long as you are broke, you talk soft, you walk soft, but the moment something enters your hand, your attitude, they call you even pick up. May you be clothed with humility. Amen. James chapter 4, verse 5 and 6. James 4, 5 and 6. But James 4, 5 and 6. He says, do you not think that the scripture said, the spirit that dwelt in lasted to envy. Look at this, verse 6. Let's go. For he giveth more grace. Somebody say more grace. More. He giveth what? More grace. He giveth. The word is megas. Out of which we have mega. 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 He gives mega grace. You know mega? Mega church. Mega house. Mega. That big. God gives mega grace to those who are humble. So that there are levels of uh, grace is given. But the mega grace comes to those who are humble. That's why Apostle Paul, when he came to it, he said, now that I know that when I admit that I am weak, because it takes humility to admit you are weak. Proud people never admit that they are weak. They think that they can, hey, they, oh, me, because of my degree, I can sort myself out. Because of my connections, I can sort myself out. They don't simply understand that the race is not to the swift. The battle is not to the strong, bread is not to the wise. Riches to men of understanding. But when you admit that you are weak, Lord, I have first class, I have PhD, but I still know I cannot make it by myself. Lord, I am well connected, but I still know except you build a house, they labor in vain that build it. Lord, I know a lot of people can sort me out, but I still know 
the heart of the king is in the hands of the Lord. You are the one who can turn their heart towards him. There are people who have a, a relations who are well placed, but it's never coming into their heart to help those people. And yet they are helping outside this big time. It takes grace. And the grace that will set you apart is coming upon you tonight. Amen. Shout a better amen. amen. All right. God gives grace to the humble. So then we need to find out more about humility and then position ourselves as such to be more humble. So we are looking at marks of true humility. Marks of true humility. And we said that true humility acknowledges God as sovereign and the source of all things. Somebody say true humility acknowledges God as sovereign and the source of all things. True humility acknowledges who we are in Christ and affirms what we have in Christ. Somebody say true humility affirms who we, who we are in Christ and then what we have in Christ. Number three, we say true humility keep trust and confidence in God and God alone. Turn to your name and say true humility keeps confidence in God and God alone. And number four, true humility treasures the knowledge of Christ and intimate relationship with him above everything else. Somebody say true humility treasures the knowledge of Christ an intimate relationship with him above everything else. Then number four, we said true humility seeks after God. True humility seeks after God. True humility seeks after God. Have you ever met somebody who says you are because they needed something and after you gave them, it's as if your number has gone off their phone. Ever met anybody like that? There are a lot of Christians who treat God like that. Let the crisis hit them. They will come fasting. They will come pray. The moment they receive it, they are gone. A humble person perpetually knows he is ever dependent on God. He never grows. You know why people can be prayerless? It's because they have grown out of dependency on God. They think that now, I think where I've reached in ministry, Strategy can help me. Administration can help me. Where I've written my business, without much advertisement, things will be fine. Without much prayer, things will be fine. Without much giving, things will be fine. Because they have entered into a survival mode. I see God move you to a new level. Habitually seeking after God. That's humility. Number six, true humility begins with a Christ-like mindset. Somebody say a Christ-like mindset. Say a Christ-like mindset. Do you know that humility begins with a mind? It begins from a, a change of heart. After your heart is changed, you need a new mind. The Bible says, I'll give you a new heart. Once you receive a new heart, you also need a new mind. Be therefore renewed in the spirit of your mind. I have never met anyone who is proud, who does not think some way. Proud people always think some way. Either they think they know more, better than everybody. They think they are better than everybody. They think they are more beautiful than everybody. They think they are more skillful than everybody. Proud people always have a certain superior line of thinking. Are you with me here? The Bible talks about that in uh, Philippians chapter 2, verse 3 to 5. It says, let nothing be done through strife or vain glory, but in the lowliness of mind. Let each esteem others better than themselves. Look at that. 
See the number of times the mind is repeating here. In the lowliness of mind, let each esteem others better than themselves. Now go to verse 4. He says, look not every man on his own things, but every man also on the things of others. Let this mind. Somebody say, let this mind. Say, let this mind. Somebody say, I have the mind of Christ. It's a mind of humility. I walk in humility. Let this mind be in me. Let go of that your wegehe uh, mind. Drop your tech mind. Let go of your legal mind. Let go of your uh, I'm the manager mind. And embrace the mind of Christ. Let this mind be in you. In other words, there must be a mental transplant. There's a heart transplant. I don't know whether there can be a mental transplant. Change your philosophy, your way of thinking. Change it. Let this mind be, which was also in Christ Jesus, who being in the form of God. One day I will take time and really uh, drive this scripture home. Who being in the form of God, thought in no robbery to be equal with God, but made himself of no reputation and was made in the likeness of men and being found in fashion as a man. He humbled himself. Go to verse 8. He humbled himself. He humbled. It was from the mind that made him humble. His, the humility began in his mind. It's mine. When you think that every human being carries value, you talk to a human being with respect. Whether it's a cleaner or it's your boss, you will talk to them with great respect. When you think that every human being has value. But when you also think that if somebody is driving, uh, let's say, uh, an ME or GLE, he carries more value than somebody on Okada. You treat them separately. Are you with me here? It's your mindset. Your mindset. Your mindset. So in the book of Romans 12, 3, he says, For I say through the grace given unto me, to everyone that is among you, not to think of himself. Somebody say, be careful how you think about yourself. Because it is always telling us whether you are proud. If you are going to be proud or not, it starts from your thinking. Your thinking. Your thinking. He said, let not think of himself more highly than he ought to think. But to think of himself soberly, according as God has said to every man, a measure of faith. Galatians chapter 6 verse 3. He said, if a man think himself to be something when he is nothing. Have you met someone who is proud? He always thinks that he is superior. He thinks he's superior. He thinks you can actually... This is a very serious scripture. So a man can actually think of himself to be something that he's not. He's working in deception. He's deceived. He deceived that himself. You can think you are spiritual. You are from Monday to Friday. You don't even have a quiet time. You can think you are spiritual. That's why you don't listen to podcasts. Because you think you are cool. You can think you are spiritual. Meanwhile, from January to uh, December, you gave tithe like twice or so, and then you are there. But you think that your heart is with God. Me, I love God. Where your treasure is, that's where your heart will be, if you didn't know. Am I communicating here? He said, if a man thinks himself to be something that is not, if he thinks himself to be something that is not, this year, don't walk in self-deception. Tell yourself the truth. Listen, you can lie to everybody, but don't lie to yourself. Tell yourself the truth. You can think to be something where you are nothing. Humility is always a mindset. A mindset. A mindset. I have met a lot of proud people. 
in my work as a pastor. Yeah, I've met a number of them. They manifested it. And all the time, I've always come down to the bottom line. Their mindset. They think that they are different. They think that everybody else who is among the workers can be scolded. But as for them, you have to speak in a different tone. Because they, they belong to a different class. That's pride. 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 Romans chapter 12 verse 16. He says, be of the same mind one to another. Romans 12 16. Be of the same mind one to another. Do not set your mind on high things. Somebody say, don't set your mind. Say, do not set your mind. I'm reading from the New King James. Do not set your mind on high things. But can be sent uh, associate with humble. Do not be wise in your own opinion. A lot of people have exaggerated opinion of themselves. Exaggerated opinion of themselves. True humility thinks about serving. That's, that's it. True humility. They think about where to serve, not where to sit. That's what they think about. They look, one day Jesus was the disciples and they were talking about uh, positions. Jesus said, listen, look at me. I'm among you as one who serves. I'm among you as one who serves. True humility is always looking for an opportunity to give. Proud people are sitting down. They want everybody to come serve them. Number seven, true humility responds to God's word with a positive attitude. True humility. Somebody say true humility. True humility responds to God's word with a positive attitude. Somebody say a positive attitude. Yeah. yeah. You have to know. I was talking about receiving, receiving, receiving earlier. You have to know. The Bible says, well, for laying apart all fitness and superfluity of naughtiness, let us receive. Somebody say receive. James 1, 2, 21. Let us receive. Everything is received. Everything is received. Let us receive with meekness. There is a way you receive the word of God that will make sure that the word profits you. Let us receive with meekness the engrafted word which is able to save your soul. Now listen, the word is able to save you, but it cannot save you until you receive it the way it ought to be received. Did you see that? He said, receive with meekness. Take the meekness out. The ability of the word cannot be manifested in your life. Receive with meekness the engrafted word which is able to save your soul. So if you decide you are not going to receive the word the way you ought to receive it, there is no way you can experience the blessing like you ought to receive it. Say receive it. Be ye doers. Receive. Laying apart all filthiness. Somebody say filthiness. Yeah. Then he tells us. Look at Isaiah 66 verse 1 and 2. The new international version. Isaiah 66 verse 1 and 2. The new international version. Isaiah 66, 1 and 2. This is what the Lord says. Heaven is my throne. Let's read it together. One go. Heaven is my Where is the house and where will be? Where will my rest in? Good. Now, verse 2. And so they came into being. They class the Lord. These are the ones I will look with. Wait. These are the ones I will look on with grace. These are the ones I will look on with grace. These are the ones I will look on with favor. God is saying there's a category of people. I always show them grace. I always show them favor. These are the category. And then he gives us one virtue about them. I said, those who are humble and contract in spirit and who tremble at my word. I tremble at my word. Tremble at my word. Tremble at my word. 
There are people who come to church and they hear the word of God preach and they get offended at the word. Why would pastor preach and attack me like that? They are offended. They are offended. They get offended at the word of God. They get offended. But when you are humble, when God speaks, you say, yeah, thank you, Jesus. I tell people all the time, spiritual people, when they come to church and they hear a word of correction, they go back and they thank God, Father, because whosoever the Father loveth, he chasteneth. The people God love, those are the people he corrects. I, I was a young boy many years ago uh, in the university. I went for vetting and for leadership. And my people assessed me. The people were, uh, they assessed me. And one of them, his conclusion was that I was very, very proud. He told me, he said, I was very proud. Do you know you are proud? These are people, final year students, and they are vetting. He said, do you know you are proud? I put it to you that you are very proud. That night, I couldn't sleep. I wept. I wept in prayer. I wept in prayer. Lord, help me. Later on, he told me, he said, it was a lie. Yeah. He told me he was joking. Yeah. But I have done what I needed to do. Listen, if you really want to go far in life, it is not uh, difficult. It's not difficult. Calm down. The Bible said God exalts the humble by the basis. Calm down. You are too up to be up. Calm down. Learn to humble yourself. He said, this is the man I will look with favor. One who is contrite in his heart and one who trembles at my word. When the word of God comes, you tremble. You respond quickly. You are not debating the word of God. You are not delayed. You respond to the word with humility. Because there are those who despise the word of God. Look at Proverbs 13, 13. He said, he who despises the word will be destroyed. Now look at this. It's a very disastrous end. He who despises the word will be destroyed. Proverbs chapter 13, verse 13, New King James Version. He who despises the word will destroy, but he who fears the commandment will be what? Will be what? Yeah. Those who fear, he who despises the word. The word of God is telling you. Wife, submit yourself to your own husband. And you are creating tension for your husband. Very soon, the marriage will be over. Very soon, it will be over. Because you are despising the word of God. You are ignoring it. It's not, it doesn't apply to me. Husbands, love your wives. You can use all kinds of unprintable words on your wife. You destroy your home. Destroy the work of your hands. He who despises the word will be destroyed. Listen, I want our church to be a place where people revere the word of God. You must have holy reverence for the word of God. Holy reverence. Holy reverence. Somebody say holy reverence. Holy reverence. Holy reverence for the word of God. I mean, there was a man. He was a very bad king. But the way he responded to the word of God. You see, there's a way humility moves God. No amount of prayer can move him like that. Humility. Humility. It moves God. There are people, they are praying. You saw the, 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 the parable of the Pharisee. He was praying, but he was so full of himself. Praying. Luke chapter 18, right? Luke chapter 18. Give me Luke chapter 18. Let's see what he, he did there. Praying, but so full of himself. Spoke a parable to a man who ought to pray. I think verse 9. Let's start from verse 9. Also, he spoke this parable to some who trusted in themselves that they were righteous and despised others. Now look at verse 9. He said, two men went out to the temple to pray, one a Pharisee and the other a tax collector. 
Look at what he said. The Pharisee stood and prayed thus with himself. No wonder there was no answer because he was praying with himself, not to God. He prayed thus to himself. I thank God. I thank God. I thank you that I'm not like men. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not like. I'm not like. And just adulteress. Even as a tax collector. Yeah. He gave the Bible. The man stood and prayed that's what he said. Verse 12. He said, I fast twice a week. I gave. And this is where works robs people of grace. He said, by grace you are saved through faith. And it is the gift of God. Not of works. His works. He was playing the works card. You have to know where to put works. And I will show you where to put works. This year. Yeah. Yeah. You don't come to God with works. Because the best of your works, they are a filthy rug before him. Lord, I've been tightened. I've been tightened. So I must have an elevation. That is not what provokes it. He has promised that he will reward you. But that is not the basis for it. Am I communicating here? fast twice a week, you do, what does your fast, your fast doesn't change God. When you fast, it doesn't change God. It doesn't make him bigger than before you fasted. You can fast 100 days. It doesn't move God. He is God. After your fast, you will still be God. Am I communicating here? Yeah, it's God. There's not, I'm the Lord. I change that not. Nobody increases my size with fasting. Bible said, because of that, he went home without what Receiving what he ought to receive. I'll just tell you about one man, very wicked. The moment you hear his name, you know that. Aha, Ab was a very wicked king. Very wicked king. But, because of the way he responded to the word of God, God changed his mind. Listen, may the Lord give you the wisdom to receive the word of God. First Kings chapter 21, verse 27 to 29. And so it was when Ahab heard those words. Look at that. When he heard those words. 1 Kings 21, 27. When he heard those words. Oh, when Ahab heard those words. That he tore his clothes. And put on sackcloth on his body. And fasted and laid in sackcloth. And went about mourning. It's like when they told me I'm proud. The way I also went about my thing. Yeah. I didn't even know. This. I, I just took it. Because they were, are my spiritual leaders. So if that is their observation of me, that must be probably God's observation of me. So I went back and I was so relieved. In fact, that was when I knew that I was humble. When he came back to tell me that it was not the case. Because I had done what I needed to do with God. But as some, you, you actually go and debate God. You'll be asking people, what do you think about this person's opinion? Pastor says me, I'm proud. What do you think about it? <laughs> Should I accept it? Don't think you want to undermine me. <laughs> the Bible said, The word of the Lord came to Elijah the Teshubite, saying, 29, See how Ahab has humbled himself before. Did you see that? God, no, when you go home, spend time and read it. There was a harsh judgment issued against Ahab. Harsh judgment issued against Harsh judgment. Harsh judgment. When he went back, he humbled him. He said, God said, Go back, oh, Elijah, go back. See how Abba humbled himself because he has humbled himself before me. I will not bring the calamity in his days. In the days of his son, I'll bring the calamity on his house. Humility. Listen, you want to experience grace. This is grace. Where somebody will cause a calamity and he is not a casualty, but his children becomes casualty. 
That's grace. That's grace. That's grace. David will commit murder and his children will suffer. God said, your generation is fair. That's grace. That's grace. And it came through humility. You will go up with humility. Amen. I said, you are going up with humility. Amen. Number eight. True humility makes its boast in God and not in self or works. Yeah. You must learn how to boast. Somebody say, learn how to boast. Turn to your neighbor and say, learn how to boast. You are an ambassador. Learn how to boast. Yeah, you must learn how to boast. Americans talk differently. Wherever they are. And then Nigerians talk differently. I love those people. They talk differently. Nigerian man in Ghana will talk as if he owns Ghana. Yeah, yeah. Very, very, very daring, bold people. Yeah, you must learn how to boast. You see, there are two places every man is likely to boast. You either boast in yourself or you boast in God. For the child of God, the place to boast is in God. David said, I'll bless the Lord at all times and especially continually be my mouth. My soul shall make her boast in the Lord. Boast in God. When I say I cannot be sick, I'm not being proud. I'm boasting in God. I said, I'm not dying through road accident. It's not a boast. I'm boasting in God. He will give his angels charge over me. That gives me audacity to know that if they are in charge, I'm in charge. There are some people that want you to talk. I say, I cannot be poor. He became poor that I, through his poverty, I might be made rich. Why should I be talking poverty? Are you with me here? I've lived without money in my pocket before. There was a time as a national service person, I had to walk all the way from Ashanti, Utah to uh, Bomsu, Susanso where from the police, to attend service because I didn't have money in my pocket. And I needed to be in church. And I, I, I walked and I went. When we closed the service, God told somebody and the person gave me some two CDs and I used it back home. I mean, today people have, people have the least opposition you are at home on Sunday, begging. No, no, no. Walk all the way from Ashanti Newtown, close to there's some Red Park uh, in Ashanti, Ashtande. Yeah. Abyss Park, I think that's what they call it, Abyss Park. Of his back. True humility makes his boast in God. And even in those times, I mean, those who were in tech with me, I mean, when I was in tech, I was broke. I was super broke. I was broke. I was broke. There's one, one of my mother's friends. Sometimes I can be broke and then I'll come to her. She used to sell fish. I'll go to her, then she'll give me some 26 and I'll, I'll go. After my student loan is finished, I'm down. But anybody who knew me in tech could not associate poverty with me. Because I was one of the best dressed guys on campus. I mean, you cannot. You can ask mommy. Why you? No, no. No, 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 no. If, if I was just walking about this, in, you think she would have just uh, answered to me. One of the best dressed guys. You can ask my mate. I mean, recently some of my mates, they showed me, they sent me a page and they put a check in my page and I, I was in some big fat tie. Poverty is a mindset. There are people, they are poor. They want everybody to know that they are poor so that they will be helped. You will be poor for life. You will be poor for life. You will be poor for life. Because people don't help poor people. People help rich people. Listen, there is no rich people. The Bible said the poor man is hated, but the, the rich man is helped. 
if you hate the poor man, you will love the rich man. The poor man is hated. Nobody. Because over to be relaxed. So when you carry yourself with dignity like that, I mean, there's a way you appear when somebody even wants to give you money, he will change it. He will change the note. He will change the note. Am I complicating it? He will change the note. You are walking about with this thing. You don't, you don't have any sense of this thing. No, no. Don't. You just dress anyhow, just move anyhow. No, no. So I think that it doesn't work like that. It doesn't work like that. My first tour shirt, I wore it after the university. Yeah. First tour shirt. I wore it, I think even after my national, during my national service or so. Somebody gifted me. Me. When I'm wearing it, you will know whether it's tour or not. Yeah. Yeah, you will know. That was a place, a special place, uh, railway, inside there. Go there, sort myself out, bring it. I mean, you know, you know. Yeah, it's bent down, but I wear it bent up. You will not. Listen, all my life, nobody, since I got to know the Lord, nobody has gotten there who have the audacity to undermine me. No, 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 no. You can't. When you see me, you will naturally respect me. You will naturally respect me because man looks on the outside. Man looks on the outside. That's why you have to package yourself. I taught on packaging last year. Some of you should listen to that message. You have to package yourself well. Package yourself well. Package yourself well. When you look poor, people will treat you poor. True humility makes its both. Somebody say, I boast in God. Say, I boast in God. I have a degree. I don't say it for anything. In fact, I actually don't want people to know much about that. My boss is that I'm a called pastor. I'm a man of God. I'm more excited about that than what I am in the world. Paul said the things that were counted to me as gain. I counted them but done. I don't boast in material things. Uh, see my car, see my house. No, 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 no. See the impact I'm making in the lives of people. That's more important to me. Mark of here. I'm fulfilling my divine calling, my divine That's more important to me than all of these here mathematics. The Bible says, by grace, you are saved through faith. It's a, that's any man who boasts. So true humility makes his boast in God and not in self or works. Don't boast in your works like the Pharisee. Don't boast in self. I mean, look. Look at Joseph. A man like Joseph. They called him from the prison. They said, Joseph, we have heard that you can. He said, it is not in me. It is not in me. It is not in me. Ah, yeah. I've come. I mean, me, when I appear, things are, things, they sort themselves out. Yeah, see themselves out. You see, it is not in me. He said, God will give Pharaoh an answer of peace. Daniel was the same. What they brought Daniel? He said, Daniel, I doubt that Daniel who is able to deserve that. He said, let's read that. Daniel, Daniel chapter 2, verse 26 to 27. He said, then King answered to Daniel, whose name was Meshach, are you able to make known to me the dream which I have seen and its interpretation? Look at this. And I believe Daniel began to pray in some other tongue. And Daniel answered in the presence of the king, the secret which the king has demanded. The wise men, the astrologers and magicians, the suited cannot declare it to the king. Go to verse 28. But there is a God. Somebody said there's a God. There's a God. When you meet gracious people, they're always pointing to God. There's a God. There's a God. I can do all things through Christ. 
Not that I can do all things through my connections, through my knowledge, through my skill. No, no. I can do all things through Christ. That's a God. And who reveals it and he has made known to Nebuchadnezzar what shall be in the later times. That's it. I see your level changing. I said I see your level changing. Be careful of boasting. 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 There are some people, they just, they are telling you things. They are telling you, oh, this is what my father has said. And they, you see, when you are boasting, sometimes it is only you who knows. Yeah. Some people say, I want you to, the grace of God is working in my life. This, 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 and the intention is not to magnify the grace of God. The intention is to magnify yourself. I've seen that thing. Uh, they presented it to me again and again. And I'm seeing this guy. I'm seeing through the books. This guy, is he looking for? Nebuchadnezzar. See this great Babylon which I have built. Because we see Herod. They say, you are speaking not like man. You are speaking like God. Okay. Say, God, you have joined my class. Let's see who is proper God. Worms ate him off. The rich fool was speaking. Ah, I will build. I will put down. I will build. I will put down. He could not sustain himself for the next uh, night. Are you with me here? Get this very well. One of these things, when you boast in yourself or your works, you are simply saying that all your accomplishments are from you. But the Bible said a man can receive nothing except to be given to him from above. When you invalidate the place of God in your life, you cease to exist. So please understand, we have this treasure in 18 verses that the excellency of the power might be of God and not of us. The, the power is not yours to boast about. If you joke, I will make your life miserable in this office. Do you know I can sack you in the next two minutes? But do you also know that you can fall down and get a stroke within the next three seconds? Do you know? You can sack the person, but there's another person who can blow wind on you like this and you fall down, you are dead in a second. Humble yourself. Don't you need to say humble yourself? True humility number nine. Gratefully acknowledges the contribution of others in their success. When you meet a humble person, he can refer to too many people who have contributed to his success. He publicly identifies with them. You know, there are some people you can help them succeed and when they get there, they don't even mention your name. They go on GTV, they are interviewing them, they will even tell you, my pastor is Pastor Fakwa. <laughs> Most of the things that I, I know now, he taught me. No. No. You will not be mentioning some big television preacher's name. Yeah. Because they want to belong to a certain league, a certain class. True humility acknowledges the contribution of others in their success. Are you with me here? Yeah. This church will not be where we are today if not for the many contributions of faithful pastors and workers in this church. Are you with me here? God bear the vision. Every vision begins with one man. But no vision is sustained with one man. You must learn to appreciate the contribution and the input of others. Don't act as if you can man the office alone. Because if they leave the office to you alone, you can't man it. You need a cleaner in the office. You need somebody to act as a secretary. All of these people are contributing to your success. And you must learn to treat them with dignity and respect. When you do that, they call you a humble person. Don't talk down on people because you are in a certain position and other people are not there. If all of us were in that position, how will you be effective? How will you be effective? Nobody was a cleaner. Who will be doing the cleaning? Nobody was a cook. Who will be doing the cooking for you? That's why you need to humble. You see, the Bible said, the body is not just I, 
The body is not just legs. There are many parts. Every part of the body makes a contribution. They are not the same, but they are all significant. Am I complicating it? And you must always appreciate this. You must appreciate this. Jesus acknowledged the contribution of his preachers. The disciples, he said, you are the people who have stood with me in my trial. When I sit, when I'm judging the truth, you'll be sitting with me. At the miracle feast, Jesus could not have done it alone. Even Jesus, he couldn't do it alone. Listen, anywhere you see great success, great success is never attained as a solo project. When you are running a small shop, you can be there alone. But when you have a network of shops, you can run a chain of shops and you say, I'm okay. I'm not connecting with anybody. I'm not valuing anybody. I'm not respecting anybody. A lot of people limit their success because they are not able to connect and appreciate the input of other people. When Jesus was feeding the 5,000, he told them, let them sit down. All of them were around. When you go, spend time and read it. I will, I will teach on it sometime later because it's a wonderful ministry team. Apostle Paul. True humility is submissive to God and his ordained authorities. Let me close with that. True humility is what? And his ordained authorities. True humility. If you are looking for humility that is genuine, it's submissive to God and his ordained authority. True humility submits to God. Somebody say, I'm submissive to God and to his ordained authority. When you meet a humble person, he's very submissive to God. Submissive to God. The Bible says, a fool says in his heart there is no God. Because he's a fool. He can't see. The rich fool talked like a fool because he could not see that everything he accomplished. But true humility is submissive to God. Have you met somebody who is in church and cannot submit to a pastor? He's an arrogant, proud person. He can't submit. A quality is here. He says, let's lift up our hands. That person alone, his hands are in his pocket. And it's not like he's sick. Arrogance. True humility. Submits to God and his ordained authority. If you are a humble employee, you submit to your boss. Humble wife, you submit to your husband. There are different levels of submission all through scripture. Different, different. Submission at home, submission at work, submission in society, submission in the church. All of that in the book of uh, Hebrews chapter 13. It says, Hebrews 13, 17, Obey them that have the rule over you and submit yourselves unto them. Somebody say, submit yourselves. Say, submit yourselves. True humility is submissive. If you are struggling to submit, you need to go down on your knees and Lord, help me. I need grace. Help me to humble myself. You see, I have said it here. I don't know whoever has said it before. The last thing you want God to do for you is to humble you. So humility is not something God does for anybody. God tells you to humble yourself. Don't you never say humble yourself. If you must enjoy grace, humble yourself. He didn't say I will help you. Humble yourself. Humble yourself. Humble yourself. Because there are two things. Either you humble yourself or you'll be humiliated. Are you there? Yeah. You humble yourself or you'll be humiliated. When the book Nezah decided he won't humble himself, he was humiliated. Remember where he ended? He ate grass. The first person is needed to eat grass. He ate grass. Went down on his feet. Human being ate grass. Went into the bush. Listen, God has placed you in a city. Don't be living in a bush. 
He has put you in a nice marriage. Don't believe in a bush. The Bible says it's better to dwell in the corner of a housetop than to dwell in a wide house with a prowling woman. See anywhere there's quarrel, quarrel, constant quarrel between husband and wife. Somebody is proud. The Bible says only by pride comes contention. If you meet a marriage that is full of fight, every now and then there's continuous disagreement. You have met a woman who is very, very proud. Very, very proud. Very proud. Very proud. The Bible says only by pride. It's in Proverbs. Only by pride comes contention. 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 Comes to the choir. There's contention. Comes to church. There's contention. Come, there's contention. It's you are proud. You must humble yourself. This year you will enjoy grace. Amen. I said you will enjoy grace. Amen. Stand on your feet and begin to thank God for the release of grace. Afuakwa has just placed in your hands the key for all-round victory, success, and limitless prosperity. Share your testimonies with us on 020-422-5790 or email us at embassyoflifechapel at gmail.com. Get interactive with Pastor Afuakwa on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. For more information, visit our website at www.embassyoflife.org. Fellowship with us this and every Sunday for our services at our headquarter church from 6.45 a.m. to 8 a.m. for our first service, which is our Excel service, and from 8.45 a.m. to 10.45 a.m. for our second service, which is our celebration service, and on Wednesdays for our discovery service from 6 p.m. to 7.45 p.m. Our church auditorium is located on the top floor of Nanama Ejakuma Plaza, opposite the Unity Oil station Santasa runabout Kumasi Ghana. Alternatively, you can join us online for our services on Embassy of Life Chapel, Facebook or YouTube pages. God richly bless you. Hey,